Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Days in the Podcast. I am your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me is... Slaloman Cooper. Slaloman Cooper. Yes. Now we're just mispronouncing our own names? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. trying to get away from any form of professionalism at all? Yeah. Understandable. Exactly. I'm, it's, it's fun. It's more fun that way. Take a load off, you know? Your voice sounds kind of raspy. Have you had, like, a summer cold? Yes. Or have you just been smoking a lot of cigarettes? So... Many cigarettes. I smoke three packs a day. I told you to stay away from those menthols. I'm sorry. They'll destroy your throat. I couldn't help it. So we have we have a very exciting we have a very exciting show for you this week. We have the well, it's honestly it's going to be a primarily Marvel centric show because we kind of have the the return of uh, you know Marvel to the theater exclusively. Oh, so exciting! um, With Shang Chi and then also. Um, we're going to be discussing Marvel's What If, so it'll be primarily primarily a Marvel-centric show. I'm going to have to take a quick break and break the podcast rules, which is to discuss something that Solomon does not watch, just so I can give a honorable mention to Ted Lasso, just because this season has been uh, so exceptionally fun. But yeah, let's go ahead and let's dive right in. Let's and talk about uh, what if Marvel's what if the Twilight Zone episodic, I don't know what you want to call it, um, uh, animated show on Disney Plus. We we already given you a synopsis of it, and uh, I don't think that I want to bore everybody by doing that every single week that we discuss it. Yeah, but that's a yeah. good idea. Essentially, just weird and crazy. Alternate tales from alternate universes in the Marvel universe. So this week's episode, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was great, like really astonishing, shocking, if you will. Um, <laughs> it was just, just so. I think it was one of the weirder, weirdest episodes. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's some even four. Four, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was the weirdest episode. I didn't think it was that weird. But I did think it was very good. So this episode focuses on um, Doctor Strange. Yes. And it is, uh, I think, using the log line that they use, it's what if Doctor Strange had lost his heart, heart instead, instead of his hands. Instead of his hands, right? Yes. So uh, if you remember from the uh, Doctor Strange origin movie, you know, he gets in a, in a terrible car accident and his hands are shattered beyond repair and he can't, you know, be the masterful surgeon that he used to be. Yes. And what is the wrinkle that shifts the timeline in this story? So instead of his hand shattering, his is it his his girlfriend shatters? His girlfriend <laughs> shatters, yeah. 
was gonna say I didn't know if it was his girlfriend or yeah, I believe so. Love interest or crush or yeah, it's his crush. It's just, yeah. yeah, some girl that he has a crush on at the coffee shop. <laughs> well, derails his entire career. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. His crush, his crush dies. Oh my god! <laughs> what his crush <laughs> gets his crushed? Crush. Oh man, insensitive. Uh, insensitive for such a heartbreaking episode. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah, his crush gets crushed um, in this <laughs> car accident, uh, and I think Rachel McAdams actually reprises her role. Yes. And um, yeah, so in the car accident, she dies instead of his hands getting messed up, which he still responds in the same way. It seems like um, old Doctor Strange, his response to everything is kind of odd for a man of science. No matter what goes wrong in his life, he just runs off to go uh, explore the mystical arts, which is <laughs> kind of bizarre. But well, I'll, leave, I'll leave that nitpick alone. I did think that was kind of odd. It makes sense, though. You know, your loved one dies, and then you go off, try and fix it. You know? Sure, that's just an odd way of doing it. He's a doctor, well, what is he going to do? He watched her die. Stop bopping your microphone. I'm sorry. It was an accident. Why did you say I'm sorry so aggressively I'm in a way that didn't sorry. sound like you were sorry at all? Because <laughs> I like flicked my hands up. Yeah, so um, I'm going to get one nitpick out of the way that really annoyed me you with this. You gave a nitpick. Okay, I'm going to get two nitpicks. That's the, They're kind of the same nitpick. So um, the, the, the way that these stories are structured is supposed to be what if one little thing changed, how would that change this universe, right? Yes. And in this, it is what if his, you know, fiance had died instead of his hands getting broken. But that leads to the exact same place, which is him becoming Doctor Strange. And then the kind of message of the movie is that he can't change because the entire plot of this episode is him, this version of Doctor Strange, becomes obsessed with um, using his pendant to, and I'm totally blanking on the name of the pendant. I just, I need to confess that I cannot remember what it's called. Time pendant. No, worse. Time stone. We don't need to dwell on it. It's Time just, stone it's embarrassing as embarrassing that I can't think of it. But he becomes obsessed with this idea, <clears throat> obsessed with this idea of using it to travel back in time and, and stop her from dying, you know, save her life. Yes. And the kind of message of the entire episode is that he cannot do that because this um, event is the reason he became Doctor Strange and they need him to have become Doctor Strange so he can't go change that. And it's kind of annoying to me because we know that if he had broken his hands instead, he still becomes Doctor Strange. That's fair. That's so, a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it it is a false, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's a false boundary or rule that they just made up for the episode. Well, no, 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 no. Because it's like an alternate universe. But, like, it's also a timeline universe. So in the other universe, the hands was the whatever point. What do you mean it's an alternate universe, but it's a timeline universe? I don't know. I, I don't know what I... I don't. Don't talk about the timeline thing I just said. Just an alternate universe. Okay. The other alternate universe, the whatever point, what was it called? The the, the prime point or whatever. Oh, that she um that she keeps telling them that they can't break? Yeah, an absolute point. Yeah, something like that. An absolute point in time. Yeah. So in the other universe, him breaking his hands is the absolute point. But in this other universe, her dying is the absolute point. So, in, I guess in separate timelines, 
her dying is the absolute point in all timelines. But in another universe, the separate timelines is him breaking his hand is the absolute point. Okay, I can I, I I'll buy that. That makes sense. So as soon as he as soon as he didn't break his hands and she died, another universe was created, and now he has to live in the rules of that universe, which is yes that that is the whatever point absolute point absolute point. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. There we go. Nitpick rescinded. Ha ha! I did it. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the plot of this episode is essentially this version of Doctor Strange. Uh, starts trying to become as powerful as possible by essentially absorbing the souls of all these crazy interdimensional monsters. Oh, that was so crazy. Yeah, just this for for centuries he does nothing but absorb the souls of all these monsters until he predictably, you know, becomes, becomes a, a monster, monster himself. Yeah. So it, we find out that, you know, Doctor Strange has essentially split into two at the at the point in which he decided to start absorbing all these souls. Yeah. Um, it creates an alternate universe inside of an alternate universe. Yeah. Where um, there's still a good Doctor Strange who did not make that decision and just continued with his training and became the Doctor Strange that we know and love, except for, you know, his love interest is still dead. Yes. And um, essentially he has to confront this other version of himself that has spent hundreds if not thousands of years becoming more and more powerful for, with the sole purpose of, um, you know, saving her, right. Stopping this, this car accident from happening. Mm -hmm. And they make it, they make it very clear. He, he does like, before he decides to go full psychopath and eat the souls of a million demons or whatever, he does try a lot of the normal things you would try, right? He tries not picking her up. He tries taking her out to dinner instead. He tries them staying home, but no matter what happens, she dies in some way because it's the, whatever point the I keep forgetting what the absolute absolute point. Yeah. Oh my God. So I don't even know if that's right, but still. Yeah. So I, I found this episode to be incredibly heartbreaking. It's just him watching her die over, over and, and over, over again. And over again. Yeah. And it's, I thought it was pretty, pretty devastating. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and like I said, we're doing full spoilers for, for this, for this, uh, for this show. So yeah. hopefully you've already seen this. Um, but again, I think with what if it doesn't really matter with the spoilers, just because it, the show doesn't, at the end of the day, really matter, right? It's not canon. Yeah. It's not going into anything. And if you care about the show, off. you've already seen it. Yeah, so exactly. We don't have to make up excuses. We told you. We warned you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what did you think about like the way this episode ended? Because I thought it kind of left you feeling kind of sick in your stomach. I thought it was. It was. I thought it was like really cool. Like I loved the just the gritty darkness you know just how it doesn't it doesn't always work out it'll it, eventually it'll just end up being the worst possible thing right and i think that's really interesting and that doesn't really happen a lot and stuff like this yeah i mean like so because it ends with a really really can see why they use the animation style that they used which is uh it's obviously cgi that's kind of been painted over with to kind of imply that it's 2D animated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has that art style, but it's very clearly CGI. But with the action scenes, when you can really, really tell why they chose to do that, because they can really have that, you know, camera swooping around and, you know, doing the stuff that you would expect from a Marvel <clears throat> live action movie. Um, so you can see, what, you know, why they chose to do that. You know, why they chose yeah. to, like, use that that setup. 
it's when they're when you're watching this the last fighting scene where it's the two Doctor Strange fighting each other and it was really cool. It's, it's really well really done. Really awesome, yeah. Um, but and this is why I said you know full spoiler alert. So the the final scene ends with uh, evil, evil Doctor Strange winning. Yeah, he eventually just eats his soul. Right, he he eats his soul and then he does the thing that he's not supposed to do, which is uses all of his infinite power to like revert time. Right, right? To, to break the absolute point that he's not supposed to be able to break. Yeah, so basically he, like, we never explain how she dies. She's taking a car accident. Yeah, she's in a car accident and, like, falls into the river or whatever. Because they're on a mountain. I don't know why I felt the need to explain that. But, yeah, he, like, lifts the car up and then, like, does some weird magic. What's funny is that it actually reminded me of the Lego movie whenever, you know, the Master Builder Right, yeah, yeah, that yeah. It reminded me of that, how it was like, he, like, deconstructed the car in that way yeah. and then pulled her out and then, like, created or, re- like, fixed her and then saved her life. Yeah, but but they had warned him that if he did that, it was going to destroy the whole universe. He didn't care. He did it anyway. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, the, it, it just ends in this horrible way where not only is he this grotesque monster now because of using that power, so she hates him and is terrified of him. Yeah. But the universe is... is falling apart so he literally has to watch the entire world including her disintegrate right in front of his eyes yeah while she hates him and thinks he's horrifying and mm-hmm. that's like the end until until next time yeah it was really really brutal like he like he like starts apologizing and like crying he like sees the watcher right and he's like i i knew you were here the whole time please help me he's like i can't you've made your decision right and, the- and then he literally gets stuck in this tiny little hole of time, I guess, yeah. a pocket of time, and just sits there, I guess, infinitely for all of time. Yeah, and I think the reason I wanted to kind of go into this episode more than we did the other ones is just because it felt for the first time like they actually were leaning into that Twilight Zone aspect of it. I I, I don't know if you've seen any Twilight Zone. Nope. Do you see any uh, Jordan Peele's new version of the Twilight Zone? I can't remember if we watched it or not. Probably not. I mean, I have like, I feel like I remember watching. It's pretty bad. I'm not, I, I was looking forward to it mightily. And they basically took the, the opening couple episodes are basically recreations of some of the more classic episodes, just done much more poorly. Uh, um, but yeah, this really leaned into that Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, ep- Twilight Zone episodes tended to end in a really nihilistic, you know, dark way. Really nailing those consonants today. <laughs> Trying to focus on it. Good job. Um, but yeah, I think we've now talked about the episode for almost as long as the episode was, so time to move on. Yeah. I mean, that's um, But yeah, Marvel's What If, I, I recommend it if you like Marvel stuff. If you don't like Marvel stuff, it's not going to change your mind, so. Maybe I shouldn't have said it was, I think, I still actually think it was one of the weirdest episodes. I'm going to say it's my favorite episode, though, so far. Yeah, I think it was the most emotionally resonant. Yeah. Um, I still think the T'Challa episode was the most fun. No, that episode was really fun, but this one was, like, so dark. Yeah. Yeah, edgy. I think this one leaned into the premise and kind of captured what they could do with it the best. Yeah. But anyway, so um, anyway, Solomon, you can just kind of time out for this episode or for this episode for for, for like just one minute. Well, because I'm going to talk about Ted Lasso, which Solomon refuses to watch because he has terrible taste in television shows. All right. I'll, I'll go dead silent. <laughs> you have to go dead silent. Yeah, well, Solomon's in his room watching High School, the series, the musical, the high school. Oh, my God. I can't say silent whenever you just <laughs> butchered the name so badly. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series. See how easily I was able to say that? That's exactly what I said. You said the High School Musical series, musical, high school. I said exactly what you said. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Well, Solomon's watching that. I'm watching Ted Lasso, um, which Solomon, for whatever reason, has refused to watch. Okay. I didn't refuse to watch. You know what? Just, just. Yeah, talk. see? Yeah, he refuses to watch it. Oh, my so, God. So, um, I just want to talk really quickly about this season because, um, you know, I've been watching it week to week and not really talking about it on the podcast because Solomon hasn't hasn't watched it. Um, but for any of you who watched the first season, you really liked it, but you, you know, were unsure about starting the season or maybe forgot about it, really encourage you to start watching it again. I was very concerned about how the show was going to work without, because the, the, for those who haven't seen Ted Lasso at all, the premise of the first season is that a um, wealthy woman who owns a soccer team in London, uh, she is trying to destroy it to get back at her ex-husband. So she hires a college football coach from the U.S. to come coach her soccer team, and he knows nothing about soccer. The goal is obviously to destroy and humiliate her ex-husband by obliterating his team doesn't work out like that. It's a very kind-hearted show. It's very sweet. But the first episode, the first season, there's a ticking clock the entire time on when is Ted going to find out that this woman only hired him to, to destroy the team, and she's trying to undermine him at every single turn. And then they become really good friends. So you're just waiting for that, you know, the suspense of that. Mm-hmm. And um, without that, in the second season, I was wondering how the show was going to work. But great characters, great writing, and great acting. That's really you. That's all you need. You don't need a you know a gimmick or or a ticking clock Time or anything. Bomb. Yeah. So this show has been really great. Um, I know some of the you know harder hearted folks uh, haven't liked that that it's leaned even further into some of the schmaltzy you know kindness of the first season. And I really like it. I mean, there's plenty of dark, edgy stuff out there if you want to watch it. And we do. <laughs> that's what we that's what we tend to watch. But there's there's definitely room in our television schedules for a show like Ted Lasso. That's really about good people trying their best. And it's, uh, you know, it's also, it's also pretty darn funny. Pretty darn funny. Yeah. So hopefully Solomon, you know, puts down his high school, the musical. I already finished high school musical, the musical, the series dad. Well, then (laughs) you can watch, you watched plenty of time to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, but I haven't. I don't know why. Yeah, just uh, if you turn my on the cousins first... say it's really good. Oh, and my uncle, yeah. and you. So I'm sure it's great. I just don't know. I just haven't found the time to do that. Well, anyway, Ted Lasso season two. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If you haven't seen season one, definitely watch that. And um, yeah, I think it's time to move on to the main course, a movie that has been delayed several times and finally got released. I've been looking forward to it. I think Solomon's been looking forward to it a little bit. He doesn't really like these kind of movies, these, these superhero Marvel stuff. But you know what? Don't even, don't even with me right now, <laughs> child. So it is. What is the what is the movie of the hour? Shang Chi. Yep, that's it. What What is the whole name of the movie? That's all you're gonna say. Oh yeah, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Oof. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I just wanted, I just, you know, yeah. Just wanted to pronounce the movie wrong? Sh- no, the trailer guy said Shang. Everybody so. in the movie said Shang-Chi. Shang, Shang-Chi. <laughs> Shang- Every character in the movie said Shang-Chi. Okay. 
I don't care if the announcer guy's like Shung Chi. Sean Shung. Shung Chi. Okay. See? See? Because they referenced that. I, I figured it out. Ha ha ha. I win. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Because he changes his name to Sean. And? And then they make fun of it on the whatever thing. They make fun of it on the whatever thing? On the plane. I don't think this proves your point. Anyway, do- we're getting uh, too uh, far afield. We haven't even got through the title of the movie yet. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Um, not only is it exciting because we have a um, new Marvel IP. I mean, look, we had we did have Black Widow did come out, so technically that was the first movie. But, yeah, but, but Black Widow, I'm not counting it because it, it um, was a smaller movie it is a character who we know is already dead so she's not her franchise is going nowhere so it's a very because of when the movie had to be released it, it just like it feels like a one-off you know what i mean yeah i didn't i wasn't counting it either uh it's not pushing let's say it's not pushing forward into the next phase of, of marvel right yeah this is the first Although, big the stinger <laughs> the stinger sorry the st- no one can see me glaring through my microphone uh the last minute pushed the next phase of the mcu dad not really yeah not really but kind of anyway stop interrupting me i'm sorry continue father this is this movie uh this movie is the first big marvel movie that we get to see that is actually introducing an a a new character and really uh you know be moving us into the next phase of the MCU. Obviously that we had television shows that have done that have been doing that, you know, setting up the new Captain America, yeah. um, setting up, you know, whatever they're going to be doing with Loki. And WandaVision. And then, yeah, that? WandaVision setting up what they're going to be doing with Wanda and Vision. Division. Yeah. Um so we have the shows that have done this, but this is the first time a movie that we've been doing this with the, we've done this with a movie in this phase and um I'm going to have to say that I went into this with Almost no expectations. I mean, I was excited about it. I wanted to see it, but I know nothing about this character. Um, I, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't know nothing, but I, I know very little about it. And they, they yeah. changed the ten rings quite a lot in the comics. The rings are like actual rings on your finger. Oh, really? Right. And they each, and the, the, I understand why they changed it because the rings in the comics are essentially like the affinity gems. Right, each ring has a different colored gem. Stones. Sorry, infinity stones. Well, they're called gems in the comics. So. Sorry. Um, so each ring has a different gem color and each one has a different power, right? Like, and yeah. I'm not going to say they're one, one analog, you know, it's not one is time and one is a soul ring, but it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more like, it's like one shoots fire and one does this. Yeah. So I get why they changed it. So they changed it so much. They're, they're like these armbands and you kind of use them like you would use, you know, now that, I don't know. Okay. What? Now that I think about it, it should be. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Bracelets. Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> such a catchy ring to it. I, I'm shocked that they didn't say that. Oh, catchy my ring to it? Yes, you got no, me. No, catchy bracelet to it? Oh, no. <laughs> Why are you making these jokes now? How old are you? 900? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a granddad joke. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever said in my whole life. Um... So yeah, that aside, um, I didn't know a lot about Shang-Chi, and I don't know a ton about his backstory, and they changed a lot of it. So even if I would have known a lot, because uh, I, I was discussing this with one of my friends who is a is a big Marvel guy, he knows kind of everything, and he was kind of disappointed in the movie because he was expecting to see all these references that weren't made because they changed so much stuff. So 
what he didn't like about it was that he was he never knew what was going on because he didn't know who any of the characters were, and he likes that. He likes that when he goes into the Marvel these Marvel movies, he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, right. see, and, and he him. can he can be the guy who like turn and. and my friend does not do this. He's not the guy actually in the movie theater doing this. But he likes he likes that he would be able to be the guy who could turn to people and be like, oh, do you know that car first appeared in this issue of Iron Man? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like he knows he knows everything about, um, you know, these books. So he that was really frustrating to him. But I have to say that what I, I really loved about this movie was I did not – and I'm not trying to act like it was the most surprising movie in the entire world or anything. You know, it's not like Memento. It's not – crazy and confusing or anything, but I didn't know where it was going. It's not structured like a traditional Marvel origin story. Um, you know, if you watch, if you've seen Dr. Strange, um, or, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, any of those origin stories, Captain Marvel, they all have almost beat for beat follow the same trajectory. You know what I mean? Yeah. This did not do that. And on top of that, it feels like a, it doesn't feel like it's shot in that, um, that, that Marvel house style. Like yeah. I'm not again, I'm not trying to say this is like Kurosawa. It's not it's not crazy or anything, but it really feels like a this is gonna sound like I'm knocking the other Marvel movies, so I, I hope I just know that I'm not, but it feels like a quote unquote real movie. You know what I mean? From the moment that it starts. Yeah, I can see what you mean. You you can you you can feel like it's directed by an actual director, whereas the Marvel movies has their house style is so rigid that with the exception of, you know, some of the Thor movies. Um, they kind of look the same. You know what I mean? As far as yeah. how they're shot. So really like that. And um, yeah, just I loved that, uh, you know, from the beginning, it felt like we were in for something new. Yeah. And when you're in a franchise that's now, what, co- close to 20 years old, and we know how these things look, that's, that's impressive on its own. Um, but yeah, before we dive into any more of, of the plot stuff, what what were your kind of initial thoughts as this as this movie started? All right, <clears throat> first thing I want to say, jaw dropped like the first jaw dropped my when the credits open the credits first went up. Yeah, <laughs> those first credits. Mm. But seriously, like the first thirty minutes, my jaw was dropped like the whole time. Just such awesome like fighting i just loved i i had to like think about this a lot because it, in the beginning it's like telling the story of the legend of the ten rings you know right and um we get this really cool like battle scene right off in like the first 10 minutes right and it, it's it it looks like um like something you would see in the i know you probably haven't seen the movie hero but um you know it, it's it's like a classic chinese army fighting against what looks like I don't know if it's supposed to really be like the Mongol hordes, but the way their armor and stuff was, you know, definitely was kind of supposed to be that. Um, so it's like a classic, those classic giant epic battles, but with different people. I was gonna say, yes, obviously with different people, <laughs> but with magic added, right? Yeah, and I just thought that was so awesome. They just have this like really beautiful like shot and like watching them like just fight, and you you, you see the ten rings first use, and it's just really awesome. That were just right off the bat started off with like a really awesome action scene and a fantasy action scene, right? Didn't yeah. feel like a Marvel action scene. It felt like something could have been in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, which I I loved this fantasy style instead of like all like um scientific like you know 
Iron Man. No offense, Iron Man. I love Iron Man. You said Iron Man so sarcastically and rolled your eyes. <laughs> I know that, but Rip. still. Um, but yeah, I just and then the next scene, I don't. I'm just going to see my scene just because these are the things that I thought were awesome. Um, there's this bus scene, and I keep talking about this, and I keep describing it as a John Wick scene or nobody scene. I guess the movie nobody. Yes, a nobody scene. That's I guess. Yeah, I, can, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's actually it actually is very similar to the scene in in Nobody. Yeah, it's in a bus. Yeah, that's and they're fighting. But yeah, it just the fighting it it felt so like I felt like I was in the fight. You know, like I was a bystander in the fight, and they kept like it felt marvelly in the sense that they kept like, making jokes and making you laugh throughout this like really awesome fight scene. Right, and that's kind of as so I, I lost my train of thought. That's like that, that's as you mean far your bus of thought. So yeah, I can make dumb jokes, too. <laughs> You're um, on the bus scene. Yes, I was on the bus scene. But that's, like, as far as, like, the super Marvel-y things go. Sometimes you see a Marvel character thrown out again every now and again. Right. But other than that, the, the main Marvel-ish that you see is the comedy and the random things. And one know? thing I wanted to point out, and we're going to be kind of jumping around in this, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I want to talk about it, and we're excited about it, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I, I noticed is Marvel's had a really hard time not making their central protagonist be Tony Stark, right? Tony Stark was he obviously kicked off the MCU with Iron Man, and he's quippy, he's sarcastic, you know what I mean? He's funny, he's charming, he's kind of an a-hole. Um, Marvel had a really hard time getting away from that. Yeah. You know, they, they took Doctor Strange, and they kind of tried to make him kind of like Tony Stark, and that's not what Doctor Strange's character should be like in any way. And then, you know, Ant-Man's kind of like Tony Stark, you know? Like, if you think about it, almost every... They even made Thor into a quippy, funny, you know what I mean, comic person. Yeah, a obviously, literal god. Obviously, Star-Lord is that way. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, what I really liked about this movie is that they uh, they kept the humor. And, and I laughed a lot more in this movie than I have in a lot of Marvel movies because the banter has just kind of gotten stale. I've kind of gotten, you know what I mean, you get used to it. Yeah. Whereas this movie, they allowed people around uh, Shang-Chi to be funny, and they didn't try and make him a really sarcastic, quippy, you know what I mean, guy. Um, And I thought it was kind of ironic because um, the actor, as it, uh, Sinu Liu? Sinu. Simu? Simu? We're sorry. Um, (laughs) We're probably not going to pronounce any of the names right. So we're just going to... Is that not right? I think it is. Then why did you why did you correct me? But you said Sinu. What is it? Simu. Oh, Sim, yeah, Simu Liu. Yeah. Liu. Yeah. So he he's uh, one of the stars of a Canadian sitcom that I love called Kim's Convenience. Shout out to Kim's Convenience. So so whenever they when they hired him, I I was like thinking they were going to be going again with you know what I mean, trying to make him super quippy and he and he's charming. Yeah. And he and he can be funny, but he's not trying to do Tony Stark. You know what I mean? And they yeah. just let the other, they let scenes around them be fun. Like in that bus scene, one of the funniest things is not the main character. It's just a random side guy who just starts filming the fight scene. Yeah, and it's like, hey, what's up, guys? And he's like doing a Facebook stream. Right. And and they they allow the scene to organically be funny instead of just trying to force shoehorn humor into like the you know lead character's mouths just yeah. so they can have that Marvel vibe. Yeah, exactly. And that bus scene was just so... Great. It felt super tight and like super quick. And that's why I keep saying it reminds me of like 
John Wick is because the fighting in John Wick is just so awesome, and you just it's feel like, like visceral. Yeah, exactly. I just love being a part of those kinds of movies, and I felt I just love that Marvel took this really quick punch, 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 slap, slap, kick <laughs> route. You know? Yeah, like so, and like being creative, like create creative um, fighting styles. You know, like taking the jacket off and blocking with your jacket. You know, and Stuff like that. I mean, it's classic. It's classic martial arts, and yeah. they, and they and that's what's great about this movie. Honestly, it's one of the I think, um, you know, most impressive American martial arts movies that I've seen in a very long time. I'm trying to think of another one that I've seen in the last like ten years. Um, I'm not going to count John Wick as a martial arts movie, but I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, especially because John Wick is probably the closest that you've had in your generation to, you know, as far as American movies go, where you're actually watching, because the great thing about John Wick is that you actually get to see the choreography. You know what I mean? So much of what we do now, they try and hide it. Um, They try and hide bad stunts or a lack of knowledge of how to fight by doing a lot of quick edits, right? And in John Wick, you get to see the whole entire fight. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I get, I didn't, thank you. Thank you, Dad, for opening my eyes. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm saying like for me, growing up, you know, this is stuff that I was used to seeing. But you would you'd be seeing it in foreign films. You know, you'd be seeing like Enter the Dragon. Um, more recently, you know, like I said, Hero, which has some of that, you know, the um, wire choreography. You know, where they kind of like lifting up a little bit slower. Now we're used to like you know those wires just yanking people all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I remember Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, seeing that in the theater, and that was kind of the first movie where I saw a lot of that wire work. Um, done, I think I was probably 17, 16 or 17 when I saw that. Um, Thank you for telling us that. And, oh, I guess the age of when you watch that movie. Well, I'm just trying to think of what movies I would have seen besides like Enter the Dragon where I was getting exposed to like these kind of martial arts. But yeah, so that's one thing that I want people to kind of take away from this is this is a martial arts movie. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Uh, a fantasy martial arts movie, which is so yeah. like new, you know, and fresh. Yeah, it did. It, did, it genuinely did feel feel new and fresh to the point where whenever characters from the MC, MCU and there's really only one, it's uh, Wong, Wong from Wong Doctor from Doctor Strange Doctor makes Strange. a couple of experiences. Yeah, uh, experiences. He makes a couple of ex- appearances. Appearances. There you go. Um, and it was it was odd to me. You know, at one point somebody says something about Thanos, and I'm like, why are they talking about Thanos in this movie? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh wow, okay, yeah, we're watching a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah. Really well choreographed fight scenes where the camera's just kind of moving in and out. Not a lot of quick cuts. Really letting you get to see these guys fight each other. Yeah, they obviously worked really hard on this choreography and trained. Yeah, and it's 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 really good. And um, I don't want to spoil uh, you know all the surprises along the way. You know, definitely, I highly encourage anybody to see the movie. And honestly, I would say even if you don't really like Marvel movies, if you like action movies at all, I would. I think I could say. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, every now and again, you'll hear a random thing. You won't know who that is. You'll still think it's cool. Yeah, you'll and, think it's another weird thing this movie's doing. Yeah, and then you'll just be watching, like we said, a fantasy martial arts movie. Yeah, and then um, I want to go a little bit into towards the back half of the movie just to say this movie does what I wish that the What If show had been doing you know, all along, which is this movie gets weird. really weird. <laughs> yeah, accurate. Yeah, Um. Like, this movie leans very heavily into Chinese mythology, and it goes there, like, full bore. Yeah, like, we see, I'm just going to say this, we see, all right, what are those, I don't know what they're called. Oh, good job, then. Um, You know those 
lion things that are like sitting in the front of. In the front of what? Of <laughs> in the front of what? Solomon, what are they sitting in the front of? <laughs> what are What are you going to say? I'm sure, you know, like. Yeah, I don't, I don't Chinese know. temples, let's say. Yeah, those like guardian, they're guardian lions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those I, are like CGI'd into the movie, and it looks great. They look actually real. <laughs> I don't know, you need to clarify they were CGI'd into the movie. No, those were real. <laughs> they went to China, and they got some of those <laughs> mystical Chinese uh, guardian dragons. Yeah, they're not dragons, they're lions. They're lions, yeah. Um, and that's awesome that you get to see this Chinese culture come to life, and I just thought that was really neat. Yeah. It's really cool to me. I don't know. I was just like, that, it's those guys. Yeah. It's, it, it, I was just shocked that it kind of went there. And one of the things that uh, for those of you who, you know, remember, you know, Iron Man 3, everybody was really upset because they were talking about how they were going to introduce the Mandarin. Everyone's like, oh, no, it's going to have the ten rings in it. And, and they introduced Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin, and he had, you know, rings on his fingers. But then it turned out that he's just a, a dumb actor uh, named Trevor who got hired to pretend to be the Mandarin. Um, and really it was, you know, Guy Pierce's character all along. Um, but then the last we saw him, he was like getting taken to prison for impersonating a terrorist and thus leading to a bunch of terrorist attacks happening. Um, well, well, we, they bring Ben Kingsley back in this movie and he's essentially captured by the real Mandarin, even though he doesn't really go by that name. He, in fact, um, uh, what is, what is, I don't, he goes by like a, a bunch of different names, the guy who's the villain. Oh, yeah, he's like, um, yeah. the, the deadliest man alive is one of them. One yeah, of them. It's, it's Tony Lung, and he's a great actor, and he plays Shang-Chi's j- dad, and, yeah. um, yeah, and he, he kind of makes fun of the fact that they called him the Mandarin, because that's like, he said it's like a chicken dish, yeah, and, and it's a word for like, an orange, so there is no real Mandarin in this, but for all intents and purposes, Tony Lung is playing the Mandarin, Mandarin. you know, he yeah. has the tin rings and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it was when they introduce, um, when they bring back in the fake Mandarin, who is, you know, Trevor, the actor, the British actor played by uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, once again to absolutely delightful effect. That's when the movie gets really weird yeah. because they bring him back and he's essentially been captured by the real Mandarin and is forced to be his court. He was going to execute him for daring to impersonate him. But yeah. instead, he kind of makes him be his court jester. And that's when the movie gets really weird because he has this bizarre, adorable, yeah, fantasy creature with him. And that's when I was like, what is going on in this movie? Because <laughs> before it was like a, it was just a Marvel martial arts movie. Yeah. Other than that scene at the very beginning, which even that wasn't that fantasy ish, it was just a big battle. Yeah. We're not seeing anything crazy. We know that there are some people who have some kind of magical Abilities. looking martial arts, but nothing full fantasy. And, um, <laughs> This is, we're full fantasy now, right? It's like some kind of weird fuzzy creature with no face on either side and it has a bunch of wings. Yeah, he's like a a, a dog. You called him like a footrest shape. footstool, yeah. He's like, oh my God. He's like the footstool from Beauty and the Beast. Right. That's exactly like his shape. And he's, he's really puffy and soft looking. Like imagine. And if, he has like these beautiful bluish green wings on the top. Yeah, they're like, kind of like unicorn wings or My Little Pony wings. They're not unicorn. What? Pegasus, Dad. There's unicorns too. Yeah, but unicorns don't have wings. What if a Pegasus has a horn? A, that is called a. a it's called like a, a horn. No, it's called like a. It's called something. It's a completely different thing. Either way, it's beyond the point. Um. So, or besides the point, 
So yeah, you see this thing, and it, it really does. It's like the best thing I can way I can describe it, besides a footstool, <laughs> is it, imagine like a, a, a small sheepdog, but with no head or tail, <laughs> right? Like it has no face. It's That's like true. it's just the same on both sides, and wings. <laughs> he li- they literally make fun of it and say a joke about it. They're like, yeah. he has no face. He's like, he's very sensitive about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So and so first of all, bringing Ben Kingsley back. Stroke of genius, and he's hysterical. I don't think he has one line that didn't have the whole theater roaring. Yeah. And quick aside, being in the theater, crowded IMAX theater, uh, hopefully not a super spreader event, but being back in the theater with everybody watching a huge Marvel movie, watching everybody react at the same time, it was so much fun. I, I can't think of the last time that you know I've been able to do that. The last time was probably um, three years ago. Endgame, yeah. Three, two years ago. Oh, yeah, well, for a Marvel movie, definitely. But yeah, so so the end, this movie goes from weird little fantasy thing to just full bore. We're basically watching like we it, scenes that could be in like Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? I mean we're Chinese talking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like we're like fantasy creatures everywhere, monsters, magic. I mean it it just gets really weird. Yeah, in the best way. It was I oh god. Sorry, I just, like, <laughs> fantasized about being back in the theater. Yeah, so Solomon likes every movie, and he thinks every movie's great. So when an actual great movie comes out, he can't even speak. This renders him speechless. Yeah, this is this is my, this is is the, the top level, I guess. Um, yeah, so just in wrapping up, because we're, 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 we're about out of time here, um, I, I would just say that if it wasn't for the fact that I, like, know so much about Iron Man and Captain America and those kind of classic people. So I get to live out, you know, watch my fantasy play out on the screen. So that, that, uh, that's going to keep some of those movies up right up at the top for me. And, but the fact that I don't know anything about this character, the new, the freshness of it, um, that kind of pushes up even higher. So I don't know. I don't like to rate Marvel movies against each other, but I would say this is definitely in the top tier for me. Same here. You, you know, S tier S plus. <laughs> What is ST? Oh, yeah, I got it. I Tier got it. lists. Yeah. God. Oh, that's old, too. Not that old, but, like, still. It's a video game thing, though, right? No. It's not? What, what is it from? Tier lists are just a thing that people do. And people say S tier? Yeah, they say this is this is D tier, this is C tier. They're, like, they, like, rape burgers from different places. My God. S tier? Burgers? There's S tier burgers. I thought it was There's A plus. tier burgers. There's all kinds of tiers, Dad. I've never heard of this S tier except for in video games. I guess, sure, but they do have, I guess, now I understand what you're trying to say. There is S-tier in, the, like, the Dragon Game, but S-tier, and it goes, like, from S-tier to, like, E-tier. E being really the good. The worst. The best. The worst. E for excellent. No, E for the lowest. What is S for, then? Superb? Super? A, a, super duper? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why they, how they rate Fine. these. Fine, then I would put this in S-tier also. Super duper. It's in the super duper tier. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's a super duper hero. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would put this up there with with the best Marvel movies, honestly. And I and the thing is, I I do want to hype you up. I want you to go see it, but I I don't I I don't want your expectations to be crazy and then you're disappointed because I like I said my expectations. I didn't know what I had no idea what to expect. I was super excited. But what I wasn't expecting was one of the best martial arts movies that I've seen in a really long time. That then turns into one of the weirdest fantasy movies that I've seen in a really long time. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still. I want to see it again. Uh, maybe my opinion will change, but as of right now, um, I would give this eight out of uh, ten. Don't do it, because I was gonna do it. Don't do it, because magic I was... rings. God, you always do. No, I'm gonna give it a nine. 
That's what I was going to... Dad, <laughs> you always rate it out of like four out of five, whatever. I was going to say Fine. nine out of ten four, ranks. 4.5. 4. 4.5 out of 5. There. Now you can have your... No. Uh, what, what's your... I mean, I stole your thunder already, but... Oh, you're so rude. I was going to say, I was so excited. I was like waiting for it. I was like, 9 out of 10 rings, 9 out of 10 rings, 9 out of 10 rings. And I was so excited. And then you come on here, changing your rating systems all of a sudden. Oh, God. 9 out of 10 rings. Anyway, Shang-Chi, definitely go see it. See it at the theater. We saw it at the IMAX. Highly recommend. Find the biggest screen, XD, IMAX, whatever. Go see it. Absolutely worth it. Solomon... I'll leave you with the uh, closing statements and to tag us out. Why me? I'm tagging myself out. I'm no, gone. No, don't gone. tag yourself Tagged out. Tagged out. I'm gone. Follow us at the Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram and subscribe at Rogue Media. Network.com. Network.com. Network. Network. There we go. Until next time. Bye. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Kid Stays in the Picture on Instagram or follow us on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.